Good morning, PML. It is your boy, is Nefarious here, and we have the breakfast show. We got the breakfast crew, but then we got Deloitte in the motherfucking building. Deloitte, say hello to the people. Yo, what's going on, PML fans? Your boy Deloitte, we are back. Another breakfast show episode. I am excited to be here, man. All right, you are fired. Uh, moving on, we got HD in the building. HD, say hello. Hello, is your king of the north for the week? Okay, he becomes insufferable. Hey, I'll take I'll take my one game lead. If, if I All see right. the AFC North standings one more time, and I'm gonna lose my mind. Bro, I don't know who did that. Just, I just put a crown and then somebody fucking framed me and put the standings under me, an asshole. Well, we, uh, you just heard from Wemmy, so Wemmy, say hello. What's up, Pimmel? How you doing? Happy Thursday. Uh, a very happy Thursday. First time. Thirsty Thursday for others. We have HD in the building. HD, say hello. Again? Yeah. Well, he already kind of talked. Yeah, hello, HD, say hello. King of the North. Yeah, All right, thank already... you. We also have Deloitte in the building. Deloitte, say hello. Listen, I'll say this. You fucked up and you tried with it. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I respect it. Improv game is a hundred, bro. Improv game is a hundred. So I was gonna introduce Cook. I was gonna introduce Cook, but HD was talking, and his like his name was on my brain because he was talking. Hey, so uh, we also got Cook in the building. Could say hello. Yo, what's up, guys? Yeah, all of that for that. All right. I wish we got his YouTube intro. <laughs> Yo, what is up, everybody? We're back with another show. All right, we're not going to do that. Uh, so, <laughs> we, we are in week two still, obviously. Uh, we got what advances tomorrow. One. Today is not to, today is not advanced day, so don't get your panties in the water. Um, why is, it, why is the, this advanced day so long? I, I don't know. It, the season's finally here. That's what it is. Um, we have a few games that were played yesterday. One was the Chicago Bears playing the Minnesota Vikings CPU, and they actually came out with the win, forty-four to fourteen. Um, did anybody watch Bacon play just to see how comfortable he was? No, but I saw Justin Fields had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, three rushing touchdowns as well as three throwing touchdowns. So a phenomenal game from him. So watch out for him. Do, do, do we do we count CPU games? In, yeah. In the pickle? yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that, no. This is oh. horseshit. Oh, did you pick the Vikings? Yeah, because I thought JP was playing. You got to do your yeah. fucking. You got to do your research. CPU. How am I supposed to do my research? Look through so, the weekly. So hey, the so game threads that aren't there. Let's go back to what Wimmy said. Oh, well, this game's really going to determine who's at the bottom of the division. Well, it looks like it's JP. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be JP's ass because he's at the bottom now. And just like yeah. I'm at the bottom of the AFC North, thanks to Cook. Really no, you're not. My pride. Captain, Captain Billy is in my Further corner. Further standings, Billy, the Bengals go. are at the bottom. Um, 
But let's let's move on to the next game because we're not going to waste too much time on a CPU game. But it's nice to see Bacon back and finally playing. We'll see when he actually has a user versus user game, how back Bacon really is. Um, Moving on, like, yeah, the dual. Uh, let me know. I did choke out Catfish Billy last night. But go ahead. You, you, you choked him out? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so JP took two out of two levels. Um, but we have the New Orleans Saints up against the Atlanta Falcons, and this game was interesting to watch because it was a debut, Marquise Brown, in that new Saints offense, and it looked NFC South dominant. The reason I put NFC South in front of that is because it's the NFC South. So we don't want to say it looked dominant, and then he goes up against actual competition, and then it does not look dominant. Um, it was NFC South dominant as he takes out the Falcons uh, 35 to 21. Just taking a look, Marquise Brown, five receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Curtis Samuel only had one catch for 18 yards, so he didn't really get involved. He didn't throw the ball much. Uh, Matt Corral was uh, just trying to fling it all over the field. He finished with two touchdowns, four interceptions for 333 yards. Uh, definitely missing Kyle Pitts, that's for sure. Um, his leading receiver was his running back, and then Calvin Ridley had a decent game with eight, eight and seventy-eight. Did anybody watch this game? Yeah, I actually did the red zone for this. It was this game and uh, the Washington and 49ers game that was on at the same yeah. time. I missed the beginning of it where Cammy went off like fourteen zero really quick, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, Hollywood looked pretty good on Cammy's team. Once he gets that uh, duo working together, it's pretty scary what he could do with that. Like you could tell, like. Uh, any time that bet would make coverage match out there because, like, one of those two is going to get open. But, um, I mean, Cammy, Cammy left the door open for Vet. Vet just, you know, offensively, you know, like you said, just didn't look comfortable with Kyle Pitts out, without Kyle Pitts there. It was, like, forcing mm-hmm. the ball to Ridley and stuff like that. I've seen uh, a little bit of it towards the middle of the game and the beginning of the game. And then uh, once, you know, I didn't know he was going to let him back in it, but once he kind of started running away with this when I turned the game off, but – it was actually Cammy's defense for me, it, and it could yeah. have been, you know, Vet not having um, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Pitts. He's not feeling comfortable there. But like he plays solid on defense, and um, I think that's you know what was controlling the game early on. And then just like um, he said, just like Cook said, um, what's the name? Hollywood Brown, bro, is um, is going to be game changer. Cammy likes those fast receivers, bro. So. What what really hurts people is like when they get an injury or suspension, they change like their whole game plan. Like I get Kyle Pitts isn't there, but like you can you were doing the same thing with Hayden Hurst last year. Just just don't change your offense because one guy is missing. You can still run your 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 scheme. Yeah. And they kind of just they kind of throw themselves off. It makes it uncomfortable. Well, you said you're forcing the ball to Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Well, yeah why yeah. you never you didn't do that before? Throw it to Hayden Hurst, who's playing in his spot. You know you can still throw it to the tight end. Yeah, he also uh, – Vet also was running the ball out with his rookie he drafted over Brees Hall. I thought that was interesting. I thought Brees Hall did good for him last year. Isn't Brees Hall – I thought Brees Hall was superstar. Maybe a star. Oh, I, was he last year? Did he lose it? I thought uh, he was superstar. My mistake. Oh, if he was, he's not. <laughs> no, I yeah. think he went to normal – I think he went to normal star. I don't think he got a superstar death star. I could have swore. No, not a depth star. Uh, I think he came out DDT superstar. No, he did not. No, he did not. no yeah, that's I, definitely I not. He, he had a depth story against me. Yeah, yeah, he had a depth story against me. He got it, and then uh, I don't know if he had another depth story. So he, he must have went from, like, normal to star. 
Yeah, so so interesting lines that I found with this game was Alvin Kamara who ran the ball twenty one times for only seventy one yards, uh, and you can obviously like see Zach Evans was a focal point of Atlanta's offense with the rushing and being the leading receiver. Uh, Marquise Brown having a better Week One game than uh, Butte five receptions, hundred fifty two yards or hundred fifty six yards, two touchdowns. Butte yeah. only having five receptions, uh, seventy four yards and a touchdown. I'm interested to see how um, how this uh, this offense is going to look with the New Orleans Saints. I'm I'm Dio had said it in chat, and I'm I'm with him. Is it too late to hop on the Cami hype train? I think he. I, I'm not saying he's going to the Super Bowl, but I will say I, I he's my he's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, the division. That's that, that's where the hype train stops. It's yeah, the top of the division. Like completely comes to a halt. Did did y'all pick Cammy to finish last in the division? I don't. I I didn't. I I think I I picked Cammy. I think I picked. Did I, did I pick uh, the Falcons to finish last? I think I picked that I think to finish might have. last. I, I, took, I took JT to, to win it, and I took Cammy to lose it. Yeah, I, I know for I, sure. I, I, I might have been doing what I was doing. I, I think I got caught up. I might have been caught up during that situation. No, so, be fair, also, with the, you know, with the being the NFC South, he gets Cal Pitts back week eight. So, like, mm-hmm. that can very well, like, be in position to win the division. With Kyle Pitts coming back, he could actually go and do it. Um, just mm-hmm. the way the NFC South is. So I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to. I'm not gonna count about, uh, that out for for this loss or nothing like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I, it's I a week. I, it's a week one game. Like, that's that's, yeah. that's the thing. Is like he started one and zero, but it, it, I mean, it's it's week you know one, so it's like it's it's too early. Uh, it's week one. The NFC South, when you don't win many games outside the division, I feel like those games are really important. Yeah, even week, week one. Forward. Yeah, same thing with the AFC North. And now moving over to the AFC North, we get the Seattle Seahawks against the Cincinnati Bengals. Come out with a 31-21 to victory. Uh, taking a look at some of the numbers, uh, DJ in his debut, 334, 3-3, and three touchdowns, three um, you had Chris Carson, who ran for 103 yards on the other side. And uh, Bajan Robinson, only 33 uh, rushing yards on 13 carries, so not the best debuts. Um, who uh, Austin Hooper had a good debut, 119 yards on uh, nine receptions. But what do you expect from his offense? Um, you know, when it comes to the way he plays, I think Drama said it. He's like, he runs the same four plays and just, you know, cycles through them. Um, you know, that was what Drama was saying, and I, I expected to see something different. Maybe there was a little more running, or maybe it was more of the same. Um, but did anybody watch this from start to finish? I was kind of, uh, you know, peeking, peeking in every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what I was doing. I was working, but I had it on. Um, I was listening, and I had it, like, by my steering wheel so I could see while I was driving. Um, mm-hmm. Drama... It looked like drama was pretty dominant the whole time. There was never really a chance where I was like, all right, you know, King K's got, you know, a really good chance here. Um, he did the old touchdown two-point conversion thing K-Mac mentioned that everyone's doing now. Uh, but it, that seemed in, that didn't seem to phase drama. Um, he's been doing drama, that. He's been doing that like since last picks. season, though. Drama threw like two picks or something like that and kind of kept him in it. But I don't think the game was as close as the score shows. 
I, I think Trump would pretty handily beat him. I think he, he's a little excited. He was getting a little excited with, with DJ and with Bajam uh, to, to kind of like pay attention and use, you know he was some stuff with DJ. So like you say, he had two he had yeah. three picks. You said, and then he he had a, a scramble fumble. You know, like Wimmy did, and I did in my first game last year with Ritter. You, you know, you get excited with the young quarterback. He's mobile, and you end up coughing the fucking ball up while throwing picks, and you just you you, you fuck yourself. You don't game plan. You don't game plan properly, and you get excited. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see this game, but it's not too surprising hearing some of what happened because I think the same thing happened last year to the Bengals where um, they came out in week one kind of overlying what happened in the preseason. And maybe, uh, you know, you know, preseason and regular season are just not the same thing. You're not going to get the same looks. So um, we'll see if, um, you know, he realizes that again and tries to adjust uh, on the fly for week two. But yeah, like, we'll see. Still, you know, we play a good opponent in drama still, so. Yeah, you know, good words for drama, you know, in the NFC West where he's got to compete with Q. Um, it's a good one from him. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals side, you know, this ain't this ain't the best of starts, but the rest of his division besides HD, shout out HD, um, you know, lost. And um, we'll get to my game in a second. I don't know if it's the next game. I think the next game on the schedule was the Washington football team taking on the San Francisco 49ers. That final was 38-24. Um what you expect uh, from this? It was it was early. Uh, when it was early, it was close. Uh, and then he just pulled away. I think he hit Terry McLaurin on a deep shot, and after yeah. that, it was just sayonara. Yeah, yeah. It, it the onslaught. It was a close game until McLaurin got pressed with Eli Ricks and absolutely smoked him for a touchdown. What number two overall? Eli Ricks couldn't cover him. Shut bro. Wow. He was the second pick in the draft. You're telling me he can't cover that receiver? That crazy. That's crazy. That tricks jokes aside, I think that's the kind of game where, like, you know, the better user will win where it's close. But as you have to adjust throughout the four quarters, you could tell Mike was still adjusting and, and you know, kind of got caught flat-footed at some point in the game where Mike was starting to make plays with Antonio Gibson and McLaurin against Ricks and stuff like that, and Ant wasn't able to make those adjustments. Shout out uh, Malik Willis. Really good game from him. Uh, he finished 15 of 24 touchdowns, one interception for 135 rating. Uh, also had 15 rushing yards uh, to add on to that. So, um, solid game from him and Tyree McLaurin. Like I said, I think he had two deep shots in this game. Uh, went for 130 and two touchdowns. Um, do you think do you think that uh, receiving floor in San Francisco could have used Butte in this in this instance? Probably. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, did, did Brooks do anything? Uh, Brooks had three tackles. That's about it. I don't know if he, <laughs> he had also any probably gave up three touchdowns. So. Yeah, and he also gave up three touchdowns. So take it for what it is. Um, you know, you you make your decisions and you live from you live and you learn, and that's how the world works. Uh, Dolphins and Ravens, we touched on yesterday. Uh, the Ravens and the Tennessee Titans, and now we go on to my game where you live and you learn. And uh, I played a few. Um, the final score was thirty-eight to thirteen. It was close until like late in the third. I think it it was. Um, then it, it kind of got out of hand. Um, yeah, I, I live and learn. You know, I, I tried to use a uh, a short playbook 
and you know do what I wanted to do for my series. Uh, but it was too it was too much. It was too much to overcome, especially against a user, good user like Q. Um, he he uh, really showed Robbie Anderson's ability to stretch the field. Uh, I was able to run it, but I wasn't able to really get the passing game going. Um, that, you know, that's a, lot a of, very, very kind way of saying uh, Robbie Anderson stretching the field, that you tried to press Sauce Gardner on a 95-speed Robbie Anderson. It, it did not work for obvious reasons. Yeah, it did <laughs> not work. Uh, the blitz did not get home. Uh, it was a heavy blitz followed by press on the outside. Seeing if that worked, uh, you know, labbing it out in game, I guess. And uh, yeah, no working for me. It, no working. So, uh, Robbie Anderson, I think, finished, yeah, 125 and two touchdowns on four receptions. Um, I had 96 and four receptions on Claypool. Uh, you could tell I was scared to throw the ball because Najee Harris had seven catches for 45 yards. So, I was real, real short with my throws, real quick with my throws. And yeah, just definitely wasn't comfortable. And it, it brought up a topic in chat uh, yesterday that, uh, Cook, I know you had a strong opinion on, so I want you to uh, talk on it. But the uh, thing of not showing your playbook in you know, preseason, regular season, and stuff like that, and even in the playoffs with Mike's case, um, what are your thoughts on you know people saying they don't want to show their playbook or not running what, they, what they're comfortable with? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's just silly, right? It's like for the preseason thing, the preseason to me is literally you play scrimmage games. And you're, scrimmage, you're not just going to – like if you run a scrimmage basketball, right? Or, uh, or not basketball, football, right? And you're a wide receiver. You're going to try to practice routes that you're going to run in-game. You're not going to run a flag route if you're not going to run a flag <laughs> route in-game, you know? So, like things like that. So, you know, in preseason, if you're not running, you know, at least concepts from your playbook, Something, then yeah. – then like you don't have to run verbatim what you're going to run the regular season, but you could run your playbook. What I did is I ran my playbook, but I ran some plays that I normally wouldn't call in situations just to try them out, experiment, like third down and 10, rather than go to a play that I feel comfortable with. All right, we'll run this. And same on defense, third down, we'll switch up the look here. And if it don't works, yeah, we'll do that in the regular season. So like essentially you're kind of building your playbook instead of, uh, you know, hiding it. And when you hide it, then all of a sudden you're uncomfortable with uh, what you're doing in week one, and you, you get shell-shocked. and Or, or like, Hype Mike's. I, th- I think what happened to Hype Mike should have been the example setter. Don't don't play games with your playbook. Don't don't try to play the mind game, because you only mind-fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, think, it, uh, uh, yeah, no, I just think people just overthink it. Kind of like Cook said, yeah. like, the best thing you could do is get reps, right? Because at the end of the day, like, if they want to watch film, they're going to watch film. Like, it don't really matter. Yeah. At some point, you're going to expose your offense, right? Like, so you should just have the mindset to me of, like, try to just perfect it. And, you know what I mean, to the point where, like, they're going to have to make adjustments or get out of their element to try to stop you. But, like, I, like I said, preseason, I wouldn't go deep into the into the playbook. I wouldn't be calling you whatever your trick plays are, whatever your go-to money things are. But, like, yeah, experiment a little bit, run coasters, whatever it is, bro. I would just stay in it enough so that way you're not uncomfortable or trying to kind of readjust once week one you know comes about so that's that's what i think man like i I wouldn't like on defense like running a different playbook is like to me if you were just like just chilling out here in the four three all season then preseason you're like hey let's whip out the three four 
And then go back to the 4-3. I'm like, you didn't really improve the game, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also, like, how many people are watching film of preseason? Like, let's put that in perspective. Who the hell is going to go into preseason <laughs> to watch film for week one? Nah, I mean, even if you did, bro, I was like, okay. <laughs> for you, bro, like, congrats. Like, you wasted your time watching preseason. <laughs> uh, and that's on mute. Yeah, no, I just think that's the example of just overthinking. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold on one yeah. second, one second. Yeah, I mean, if if we're, if we're watching film on preseason, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of my depth here because I'm not. <laughs> At some point, you just deserve that win, bro. If you figured right. out. That <laughs> yeah, man. Like, kudos to you if you are doing that. Like, you got it, bro. <laughs> well, so, sorry about that. I had to, I had to get it. I had to answer a call, but um, you know, right. that was the last. Uh, did anybody watch my game or no? Did anybody watch? I, I watched you press uh, Robbie Anderson give up a touchdown, and I'm like, all right, I, I didn't see that. I came in. I think you didn't have the face cam on. I was like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, that was awesome. I was, I was mad as hell. Like, uh, Q, was, uh, Q was even uh, at one point, like, hitting me up, like, oh, you coming? Because um, I was trying to set up my stream, but the Elgato, I streamed through my Elgato, and Elgato was being a bitch. It was like, oh, uh. Yeah, but we can't get to your stream and glitching out. And I was like, well, ain't that a bitch. So I wasn't able to do it with face cam. I'm going to have to figure something else out because I, I spent like two hours after my game just trying to figure that out. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun yesterday. Um, but, you know, uh, hopefully next week I'll be back on face cam when HD beats me up. And then I you can hear my reaction and see my face as HD's beating me up. All right. So that's that's the plan for next week. Yeah. What was that? We actually have two more Looking games. Looking forward to it. What, what's the, what games did we miss? Uh, Packers, Broncos. Yep. Oh, yeah, they did play. They did play uh, yesterday. So how did that game go? I didn't watch that. Oh, my Oh my God. Dude, it was, I was that game was... Because it wasn't the run and shoot. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't want the run and shoot, and his offense was like, Throwing the ball fifty yards down the field to just jump balls to Devontae Adams and uh Valdez Scaling. And I think I think Jordan Love threw like six or seven interceptions. Like some the the, the reads that Hefe was making were like I, I don't like like well, they were bad, but they, 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 felt, they yeah. felt like they felt like they were just like it was almost like he just didn't give a shit. Like like he got to yeah. a point in the game where he was just like, "All right, I'm just gonna this throw this." Yeah, yeah, like so he had like six completions at some point in the third quarter. That's when he yeah. was bad. But um, you know, he, actually, was, he was, was like so six for twenty or something. There was come out this morning a little bit where he was like, "Um, yeah, what what I did is not gonna work." So he's gonna try to like do something different for week two. Since his last two games came, I mean, it was against. Uh, K-Mac and KMFO, the last two games he's played in PML, where um, his stuff hasn't worked, but I think he's going to try to adjust to it. And uh, I think that's the big thing for the Packers, is that they have to adjust their offense to Jordan Love instead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I didn't see the whole game. I literally, like, I was in the middle of trying to work. I seen it, I turned it on, so I was like, oh, you know, I was excited to see the run and shoot. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. 
And so like I think I watched like two possessions of it. Um so I didn't really see a lot at all. But I think Hefe's a good enough guy player where he will, you know, make the adjustments and, you know, do what he needs to do. Um yeah. I know he's trying to be, you know, less sweaty this season too. So, you know, a guy like K Mac who I'm sure could still probably be in his bag from last time, or heck, he's in his bag, you know, when he wakes up sometimes, you know what I mean, just because he has that experience. Uh, I just think it's a tough matchup, you know, regardless, though. I don't put yeah. weight to it. Uh, and, yeah. sp- and speaking of this game, also, uh, it it looked like Hef- or, uh, K-Mac quarterback has a different little throwing motion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't ignore me when I said there's controversy and then take my thunder here, bitch. Oh, I didn't hear you. I didn't oh, hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. My bad. You're going to get a bad rep. Let, let me take the fall here. I pointed it out in that Phil J has Slinger 1 as a release, and I drafted him last year, and that was not his throw. So I don't know if JT changed the throws based on cycles. No, but, he, did not. he didn't. But Phil J does not have Slinger one he did last, last cycle when I drafted him. So that was very noticeable. No one else pointed it out. I had to point it out to the commissioner, King Mike, because, again, you know, I don't know why he didn't notice. He said it was so obvious the other day. But, you know, I called it out. We'll wait to see what happens after the investigation. But I'm, I'm ready to book him now. You better call You better call ready to lawyer. book him now. <laughs> yeah, he needs to yeah, call a lawyer. bro. Yeah, um, I, I think, think uh, I think it's a ten point fine if you change your quarterback's throw motion. I could be wrong. Yeah, I have no idea what the penalty is. So. Well, well, it's it's back, no matter what, anyway. So he says like, like, yeah, I think it'll be changed back. But... Said something. Yeah, I mean the one thing I'll say about this, so whenever Slinger one changes back to whatever it is, plus the fact he's playing with this Yurkovich and Malik Cunningham combination at quarterback. I think Hefe played too much zone to like truly, uh, you know, bother came back. Too much what we saw in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think Z mentioned it before. You got to switch it up with guys like K Mac. You got to throw him some man looks as well. But if you know he K Mac gets into some competitive games, I don't think this is the same Broncos team as last year where they're more beatable without Brady. Malik Cunningham's wearing twenty two, and I loved it. Oh my god, it's so true. I, like, I he it. had like he had Listen. like he had a lot of rushes too. Aaron, yeah, double digits. Like he's like when he noticed that he's like this guy's got a leak at twenty two. What what's his deal? I'm like, bro, you hate K Mac so fucking much. <laughs> like it's just a number. So um, so this is this is interesting. What's gonna happen with the throw motion? Because uh, he's one that's just. Particular for the rules, but do you think he was kind of rubbed the wrong way uh, when he played KMFO in a Super Bowl? I don't know if he and knows, though. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. aware that you can't change throwing motions. That's not a rule that really just, like, sticks out in our rule book or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. it's probably fucking pages, bro, so it's hard to know yeah. every rule. So, um, <laughs> I think I think if you if we just DM him and told him, he'd probably be fine with changing it back because – as you know, even though we do have rules and he's new to it, he does. He's accustomed to the rules now. He understands them when he yeah. runs them. Um, the only thing I would ask: this like make him regret not chasing after a different quarterback in free agency. His plan might have been, "Oh, Yurkovich, changing the slinger one, and he'll be all right." But now that that's yeah, changed, you know, what's his backup plan? Is it still Yurkovich? You don't or know what? what the original release is. It could be slow. He as might. Fuck. He might just <laughs> run. He might just run Malik Cunningham at that point. 
and just risk the uh, throwing and just run with him. He was coming out in like um, QB powers and shit like that with Cunningham. Yeah, triple so. option. <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. I if think he, the option game worked again, bro. Uh, some plays, some plays the pitch works. Some plays it doesn't. Okay, because I played against dude in another league like yes, literally yesterday. He ran a triple option like four straight plays in the pitch. Yeah, Mo, Mo told, I think in certain plays uh, when I talked to Mo about it, Mo was like, he he, he basically said it's not going to fix this this cycle. He's like, just take it out of your playbook. <laughs> so that's what I. And did. what was the besides the the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos? What was the other game that you said we missed? It was Jets and Texans. I don't think it's in my Madden yet. Oh, yeah, you go through that because it, it hasn't been updated, so we don't even have well, a. Uh, well, 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 you watched that one, right, too? Let's get Neon What's Sports up? updated. Oh, yeah, Neon, it's on Neon Sports. What did you ask, Neon? <laughs> it is on Neon Sports, the most oh. updated website oh, out there, bro. Oh, my God. Neon uh, fucking <laughs> Sports, bro. Oh, my God. No, I was saying uh, you were there for that game, so, you know, you could. Talk, but at least I think you were there, there for that game. game. <laughs> he didn't yeah, have so, to be, but he was. Yeah, it was it was a pretty solid start for the Texans this year. I mean, A-Rod actually had a good opening drive, but uh, he fumbled trying to hit a spin move. He was hitting me with some good spin moves, but, um, you know, you do too many spin moves against someone with a big hitter trait, you know, you're at risk of fumbling. Um, you know, the offense was pretty good for today. Sam Howell was like, I don't even think I threw that much. He might have been like 14 for 15. Anthony Schwartz had uh, two touchdowns on the day, so he had a solid debut. Um, A-Rod, A-Rod ran it, like, he ran for like over 200 yards defensively. We definitely missed Brian Greasy or Greasy, whatever his name is. He was out. He's out for two weeks because of a practice injury. And we're down our backup defensive lineman that would be starting in case uh, he got hurt. So uh, it definitely showed up. And uh, A-Rod actually lost Michael Carter for like four weeks to like a broken collarbone or something. So he had Kenyon Drake in the game, and Kenyon Drake ran wild. But uh, yeah, it was you know we got some separation at the end of the first half, and got a kick return to put the game away in the third quarter with uh, the rookie Lorenzo Lingard. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was you know nothing crazy in that game. Good start for the Texans, and I mean the Jets. I think like A Rod is trying to commit to running the ball more, so he doesn't throw fifty five picks with Zach Wilson again. He, he threw two picks in the game, but I think part of that was just he was trailing. But I, I, I see the vision what A-Rod's doing this year that can help him at least play a little bit better, more like he did in season one, where he's able to run the ball. And even though Michael Carter's hurt, Kenny and Drake did more than fine picking up the slack against me. So, you know, we'll see if A-Rod can. Um, I mean, you played against Will Anderson. He was out there. And, you know, y'all know how I felt about him. I thought he was the best guy in the whole draft. Uh, how did he play? Like, did he make it? Oh, yeah. He's so, an X-Factor too as well, right? Yeah, so he went up against my backup rate tackle in – uh, Will Anderson looked like a pro. You, you look pro ready, man. He got a sack in the game. Um, he was he was beating uh, Eric Fisher consistently outside, and I probably should have double teamed him. In hindsight, knowing that, but uh, yeah, Will Anderson looked good. Yeah, well, that's uh. So now he has Will Anderson, and he got um. Can't think of the safety from last season. So oh, yeah, yeah, so Kyle he Anderson got probably the two best defenders if you know the draft classes, both draft classes. So we'll see how they you know progress um, as we finish up the last three seasons. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and then he has Stingley as well. So like that Jets defense is a lot of stars on it. Well, heck, he got three of the best defensive players um, <laughs> in in our two draft classes so far. <laughs> I forgot about Stingley. 
So I was gonna ask, uh, you know, enough about the youth. I wanted to, I wanted to bring up, bless you, Jesus Christ, you could at least you. Oh my lord, oh my lord, that poor soul. Um, but I wanted to bring up the uh, potential. It again. So I got a phone call. Release of the emergency. Yeah, I got a phone call. But the potential release of the emergency system, it's it's close. It's real close. How do you all feel about, you know, the emergence system and what it could do as far as the the balance in the league? Like, um, you know, I've, I've heard different opinions. I've heard somebody say they're worried about how much time of, you, you know, it's going to take from them in real life. Like how much family time and stuff like that. Um, versus, yeah, they, 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 they felt like it broke up my family, bro. <laughs> so they, 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 they felt like. The emergent system is, uh, they felt like the emergent system is going to take up a lot of their free time for some reason. To do um, certain I don't, shit. yeah, to do certain shit. I don't believe it. I think it's just going to, you know, be like you log in for five minutes and log out. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. Um, oh. I just want to get your opinion on it, on that aspect. Do you think it's going to be a lot? It's, I think it's going to be a lot on your plate as far as, understanding it and understanding yeah. how to work it, but I don't think it's going to be a lot on your plate once you get used to it. Like, it's going to be you log it into a few minutes what, and log out. It also depends what comes out of it. I mean, we don't know exactly what we're going to get with this new system and what the rewards are, so... Yeah, first it might that, not be I worth think, it, but as you keep going, it, it'll start becoming worth it. I think the emerging system is for this cycle, if you play it on BNPML next cycle, is trial and error, right? Yeah. It's going to be trial and error for JT introducing the emergent system for us using it for us potentially finding flaws in it and finding out what works and what doesn't work whether it's in the emergent system or just for us personally and you just kind of jot it all down you know we, we take it in for next cycle so we get the emergent system now we have you know about three seasons right. to play around with and uh you know we'll hope for the best because i mean this is because uh, you know somebody's gonna break it bro like in this <laughs> league bro somebody's gonna be like oh bro if you log in twice bro then it doesn't count you get the free like they're gonna find some way to break the system bro so it's a really good test um like you said a good test to have um and that way we can have it nailed out in you know at least working better um come next cycle when we have it for the full five seasons yeah, and I, I don't think it will take away from people's family time. I will say that. I haven't seen it All the like, stuff oh, in this league to take away from family time. You have people literally watching preseason film. You have people literally, you know, making playbooks all day, all like the whole time. You have people labbing. You have people, you know, looking up disengaged blitzes. I don't know if anybody's still doing that, but I just wanted to say <laughs> something like that. You have time to hop on your phone, bro, and do something that's going to take two, three minutes, bro. If not, then this is not the lead for you. You'll be all right. Yeah, we, do, we, get a, we do get a lot of If the emergency system leads time. to any type of family issues, bro, I think there's something bigger than, than, than that. And if so, like I said, just leave the, leave the league. Or your wife. That's very um, cold, but I don't know. No. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> confirmed it himself he said it's something i'll take a couple of clicks and you could do from your phone like you said so um you're you're all right bro you don't you don't gotta abandon your kids for the emergency system. Bro, you you got a divorce based off the emergency system bro trust me <laughs> yeah. come deeper than that <laughs> honestly fuck them kids we got we got shit to earn worried about it <laughs> i mean i also i also think it's gonna be interesting to like just like um 
you know, like you were saying, like, you know, see someone who breaks it, but also like see what the advantages of it are. Like, yeah, you know, what what are the what are the biggest you know game changers within the immersion system that people are trying to like, you know, take advantage of? Like, we we've had like throwing power and training camps and all the physical attributes, and so like that was kind of the OP things in training camps. I'm I'm intrigued to see like what are the you know more advantageous aspects of the immersion system. I, I mean, we've been, we've been waiting since season, you know, one, since it, we, we've been talking about it. And, you know, everyone's kind of, I think everyone's kind of ready for it, but we also understand how much time it's going to take. So, you know. I, I think a lot of the stuff that got taken out will be put into it. Like, you know, speed, like speed and throw power and stuff. I think that stuff will be in it, but it's just going to take a while or be a lot harder to mm-hmm. Than just oh here's a training camp give me that I think you're gonna have to go deep into the system to get stuff that we've already removed that have been like borderline some guys want some guys don't and it'll be there but you gotta really really work for it if you want I mean shoot the uh, rule suggestions is now in the merging system bro so I mean <laughs> the merging system everything's going through the merging system bro basically sounds immersive yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Because for well, me, bro, for I'm me, tired of like, fucking waiting. Fuck. Bro, I mean, yeah, but for me, bro, like, all of this extra stuff is the reason, like, is the reason why I love PML, right? Because you can go play games any, anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> go play a game whenever I want to. Like, oh, I feel like being sweaty. Oh, I don't want to play cat. Like, you can go do that anywhere, bro. So, like, the fact that you have all this extra stuff, and that's why I always try to make sure people, like, remember, like, this is a content league. Like, like yeah, the comp and all of this stuff is cool, but you can live, there are thousands, I think literally there's, like, millions of leagues when you go look at, like, when you go start a new one, right? It's, like, millions of leagues out there, bro, that you could go get games in and go be sweaty and comp, bro. But, like, I think you should embrace all the extra stuff because that's what makes PML literally different. You should leave UGL, then. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll roll it out next cycle. Yeah, you yeah, we'll, we'll roll it out. It'll be the universal system. Um, <laughs> and it'll be the exact same thing. Just a little tweak. Wumbo's going to have it. UGL and Wumbo's League will both have everything PML has by next cycle. Hey, man, we're, we're, we're uh, JT's a trailblazer. That's what he is for all these leagues. He's hey, it's kinda like, listen, it's kind of like you ever have like a game, like I know um, PUBG used to do this. You have a game on computer and you have a console, right? Yeah. You know, your PC game gets updated every month. But that, so does that console game, but it's like three updates behind. That's what it's like being in those other leagues compared to this league. We're like, we're like three steps ahead compared to that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this league there's no, there's nothing like this league. As far as you got cooked, you've done the red zone for every day of the past two days. I mean, you're going to red zone for pretty much almost every single game besides your own, and you got your own commentary to your own. So, I mean, you you must be hyped for the season, just uh, or you you you're you need the content to start building pieces. It's one of the two <laughs> because yeah, you've been going wild with the red zone so far. I mean, I like doing the red zone, man. You asked me once if I do the red zone for content points or I do it for my own enjoyment. Yeah, I don't do it for God, I do it for my enjoyment. I like doing it. Like, it's something that started, like, mid-last cycle, and it's, like, it's fun to do. 
Yeah, I, I could I could see that. You must like, you know, the because you put a lot of energy into it. You know, it's not just you get on there, you're playing the game, and you're monotone and stuff like that. You you actually have yeah. a lot of energy behind it. Uh, HD gave you 10 points because he won, and you had a lot of energy during his comeback. <laughs> so HD put the AB in there for you. That's um, a big breakout movement right there. I was like, oh, HD makes a comeback. I think he wins. He'll give me extra copy. You must have you must have threw in uh, you must have threw in like uh, HD is really good and people need to stop hating on him and then he was like all right listen Cook's excitement for Nolan Smith's fourth quarter was unmatched I wasn't even that excited about fourth quarter play <laughs> Nolan Smith had the best of his fucking life like he forced yeah, a fumble yeah. on ninety nine carrying Philip Lindsay like, that was a game breaking moment he, like yeah. whoa. So DK's last two drives hit third and fourteen, and then he got an interception the next play for me to uh, get the seven yard touchdown um, run with Chubb to take the lead, and then the next drive he gets uh, the forced fumble, which sets me up for three, which gives him a four point lead, and then he actually caused pressure on a play on the final drive to force either a throwaway or a bad throw. And uh, so he was, he was a big factor in those last three drives. And fucking Cookie was just – Cookie made me a bigger fan of my own fucking player. <laughs> How do you all feel about um, the, the draft class and the overalls of this draft class? Because I, I think JT said something about him, uh, you know, as the seasons go on because we don't have that, you know, later yeah. classes don't that, have that, that much to grow. last year. That started last year, right? How do you feel yeah, about yeah. this? It's kind of the same as, uh, you know, last season. It wasn't too different. Actually, I think last season had uh, guys a little better, like uh, I, think, uh, I think last season was a little better. Um, last season was definitely a little better, I think. But now that uh, I expect... Well, is he breaking up for everybody else? Yeah, or is he... yep. yeah, yeah, he's breaking up. Uh, I mean, I feel like... Some of the... Oh, <laughs> and then he comes in at the end. So, All right, we're gonna we're gonna not listen to that. Yeah, so from last year's draft class, like Thibodeau was like, you know, we knew he was a game breaker, so he ended up being an eighty-two overall at the start. So maybe it's just the players. What about Nick Herbig, bro? The fuck. Yeah, yeah, ninety nine awareness and play play rec from like a Madden story. He doesn't count. But like you know, Herbig, Kyle Hamilton, stuff like that. They were just like absolute game breakers. They might just in JT's opinion making the class. There might have not been as many of those uh, game breakers in this year's class. Was there um any was there any Madden stories this time around? I didn't notice any. Like we had uh, one with, uh, we had two. We had the Herbig one and we had uh the um what's the wide receiver uh Drake London one because he went down from an eighty nine to eighty four in speed. Yeah, no one mentioned any. I mean, like, uh, D.O.A. drafted a star guy in the third round. Um, what was it? There was that 80 overall or 79 overall linebacker that the Ravens drafted. I'm not sure he had a dev. He might have just been, like, built like that, though. What about – um? Did uh, did uh, we, we did uh, the rookie running backs yesterday, me and Goose. Um, and there was one running back, JT. I don't know if this was a, a miscue, but there was a run, one running back with 28 short route running. And I don't know if that was just a, a hiccup. And a, and, a, and a pass catcher. What do you want him to do? <laughs> and her routes, bro. What the fuck? 
Bro, he had like 45 <laughs> medium and 48 deep, and this man was 28. Uh, so send him have, have you not turned he on only the game? Paid, bro, home, home run balls only. That's all he gets, bro. He, he don't give a fuck about that short shit. Bro, don't he trip over ball. his feet, bro. Just put him on a swing around and see what happens, bro. He falls. <laughs> hey, he's out of there, bro. You give him that. You give him that. That halfback corner route, though, out of that that red zone corner play. He's fucking gone. He's gone. Darnell Moss 2.0. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's what. That's when he get loose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but other than that, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk on before we we headed out? Nah, bro. I don't know. Uh, uh, talk about the. Uh, Dev, the dev trades that drop. No, Neff refuses to talk about. Oh it. yeah, we gotta, we gotta talk. Oh, oh let's break up. <laughs> let's break up the. Let's let's break up the X Factors and superstars. Uh, let's bring go. Does, does anybody have the list up? No. Does anybody have the list up? Anybody with Discord can. Somebody bring up the list so we can talk about it. Neff, they want to talk about it so bad, but they don't want to pull up the fucking list. I, I got it. This is fucking ridiculous. So who hired these players? Who hired these guys? Yeah, Bryce Young got superstar, number one overall pick. Kaylee Ringo, the cornerback, number five overall pick, got it. DJ Wiongole, number six overall pick, got superstar. Brian Brees, the number eight overall pick, got it. Uh, Miles Murphy, who was like the 18th pick, got it. Gervin Hall for the Patriots, he's about the 20th pick, got superstar, free safety. Tim Smith, who got taken in what, the second round? Uh, right, we'll no, he's in the third, third round, round, I think. Third round. I didn't, I didn't have a second. Yeah, I traded to Neff. That was that. That was that pick seventy six, Neff. <laughs> no, no, I traded. Uh, oh, that was the the pick I gave you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me look it up real quick. I'll confirm. Uh, Tim Smith. Uh, third round pick twelve. Yeah, that's Neff's. That was Neff's uh, pick wow. that I got. Could have been you. Uh, and then we, me, also, we also had Sam Brooks, who's like a 62 overall get superstar for the New Orleans Saints. I think it's also third round. Byron Young. So both B. Youngs from Alabama got it for both the Titans. Defensive end for the Colts got superstar. Jace McClellan, fourth round draft pick for the Browns halfback got superstar. And Shane yeah, Lee. But he got 86 speed, so it's not important. <laughs> and uh, Shane Lee got superstar. Also out of Alabama, middle linebacker for the Seahawks. That's a good Bobby Wagner replacement. And then the two X-Factors were both outside linebackers from Alabama. Will Anderson, the fourth overall pick for the Jets. And Drew Sanders, the second-round pick for George Trillian and the Texans. So what I got from this draft was roll tide. Yeah, literally. So and Clemson, uh, Bama and Clemson, that national championship game. SEC. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the uh, dev gen right there, bro. So uh, yeah, two people from Miami and one person from Georgia, Ringo. That's it. It, it made me feel <laughs> no Eli Ricks, huh? In my moral victory, that my center had seven DDT points. Because I was hoping he could maybe get something. So at least I know, like, my thought process wasn't You drafted off. the right guy. You drafted yeah, the right guy. Yeah, my thought process but wasn't off. I just cheating. didn't get lucky. <laughs> yeah, there's a number of people that had, like, seven points. Like, uh, who is it? Jackson Smith Jigba had seven. Uh, let's see. Paris Johnson had seven. Jalen Carter had seven for the Jets. How many, how many Eli Ricks have for Eli Ricks? Six, how many? Uh, five. 
Oh, you didn't even hit on the number either. Damn it. <laughs> how many how many did Ringo have? He's a superstar. Yeah, Ringo yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he had seven. Oh, you Yo, missed what if, out on that no, too. It'd be hey, it'd be crazier if Ant had like a high enough pick to take Ringo in front of JP. Y'all are so toxic, bro. <laughs> what happened? There's literally no reason. Bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there, there. It's wild because there are some dudes that had like nine and ended up with star. What? What? Like, what? Uh, oh, Jalen Armore Davis had nine for the Ravens, cornerback out of Alabama. He he get he got star, um, and then. It looks like uh, Brian Branch, the cornerback from Alabama, that the Bengals drafted at the end of the first round. He had nine, but he just got star. But yeah. the what about, not every Alabama get superstar. A lot what of the Butte people have? that got devs are a lot of people Butte that were on winning teams that won awards or that literally played really good in the Sims. I, I I think that was pretty cool to see. Like they had a lot of points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think people need to you know pay attention to those. When we stream them, bet on those games. Bet on them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you might not have to bet on them like a delinquent. That makes it you fun, but at least pay attention to, to what's going on. Yeah. You have to bet to watch. That's the only rule. It's <laughs> the only rule, bro. Any uh anything other than the dev traits you wanted to talk about? You you hear about Riley Mills? He's got star too. Really solid guy. I don't uh, know what team. Uh the top two receivers didn't get anything but star. Um Smith, Najigba, and Butte both both got started. How many points did Butte have? Like, did he at least have the point? No, yeah, uh, really at six. So I guess it was borderline. I feel I feel like with that system, right? If you have eight, you have a really good chance. Eight or higher. Seven's also yeah. pretty good. Just just Seven not nine. Solid. Seven just don't have nine. Running, basically, don't have nine. Well, two minutes. And then like, what is it? Uh, Will Anderson had nine, and Drew Sanders had ten, and they got X Factor. Drew Sanders had ten. That's wild. Yeah, I said nine. So like, oh yeah, Drew. Drew Sanders won awards in college. I didn't know it until after I drafted him. He won like the buckets. He won another award. Yep, he won two. Bro, you gotta gotta pay attention. Yeah. So, and (laughs) I drafted Drew Sanders for the dev. I said it like in the the little draft part. It was like me and Wimmy and a couple uh, and like another guy, Bob Malley and someone else. I drafted Drew Sanders. I was like, he doesn't look like the best player on paper, but I gotta draft him. Dev, it might be a bust if I don't get a dev out of it. But like Alabama, a national champion, apparently he won an award on top of that. So like all of that matters when it comes to drafting. It's not just the best talent that you think, like best physical talents and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for us today. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Nah. We get we get advanced. Oh, that's going to be a fun day. We could finally get into our predictions. Um, and we'll talk about the pick'em tomorrow. Uh, but everybody in PML, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow.